Coming up, we'll get into Larson's dominant win at Eldora last night. We've got updates on Tyler Erb and Devin Moran and a lot more. Let's go. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. As some have pointed out, it's been a pretty quiet 2022 so far for Kyle Larson with only a few wins through the first few months of this year. But last night at Eldora, a rough track and a field that included 49 cars with names like Davenport and Overton just couldn't slow young money down. Larson was quick time in qualifying and won the first heat race to grab the pole for the feature. At the start of the main event, though, Jonathan Davenport jumped to the lead with Larson falling as far back as third uh, pretty quickly at the start. By lap eight, though, Larson was by JD for the lead and setting sail on the field. At one point, his lead was north of five seconds over Davenport, and he was running lap times just a tick off the track record, something like a tenth off. A late caution for a flat on Kyle Strickler's eight machine closed the field back up for a final two-lap dash to the finish, which Larson handled with ease. He bagged the $22,000 Flow Racing at Night in America opener over Davenport, uh, Brandon Overton, Brandon Shepard, and Ricky Thornton Jr., the track conditions were a problem all night for the field, and we ended up with only 11 cars running at the finish of the feature that was shortened from 50 laps to 30. Several guys pulled off early to save their equipment, and yet others were victims of the rough surface. The track put down 250 loads of dirt over the offseason, and that move combined with recent rains is what led to the issues. I don't know that I've seen Eldora be this rough in recent years, and the drivers made sure to talk about it at every opportunity they had last night with some interesting and colorful descriptions along the way. The surface definitely played into Larson's hands, though, as we know he isn't afraid of a cowboy up racetrack, and he ended up lapping the field up to seventh place. The victory was the second in the series for Larson, his first late model score of the year, and it was the sixth different car type he's won in at Eldora. The others are the Silver Crown Car, Midget, Non-Wing Sprint Car, Wing Sprint Car, and NASCAR Truck. If you watch or listen to the show regularly, you already knew that Larson won't compete at the Eldora Million because of a wedding he's attending for a friend, but he did reiterate that last night in Victory Lane. I did see a few tweets and things about that. So the light model drivers can breathe a little easier uh, that weekend, especially after what we witnessed last night, knowing that Larson won't be racing for the big money. The other open wheel racer in the field last night was Tyler Courtney, who was making his super late model debut driving for Jeremy Bullens. He was getting some track time in advance of that Eldora Million that will happen in June. He was impressive last night, winning the first B-Main by taking advantage of trouble for Kyle Bronson and just flat driving by Shannon Babb. Sunshine then went 17th to 9th in the feature to score a top 10 in his first night out. I think his knowledge and experience around Eldora definitely seemed to help offset his lack of experience in the late model, but we already knew that he's an incredibly talented uh, driver, especially on the dirt. We watched that play out over the uh, past few seasons as he's transitioned into winged racing from the non-wing world. When the million comes around, there's no doubt that Courtney will be a respectable competitor that weekend. Looking ahead to tonight, the Flow Racing Night in America series will keep the party going with another 22,000 to win, 1,000 to start race at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana. Kyle Larson won this event a year ago after having been to the, uh, after having never been to the track before. We'll see if he can go back to back. A lot of the guys we saw last night will also make the trip, so we should see Davenport and Overton and Hudson O'Neill, Tyler Erb, RTJ, Ashton Winger, Brandon Shepard, and a lot more. There'll probably be a few additions as well, with one we know of for sure being Chase Briscoe. 
I talked to him last week for an episode of Dirt Tracker Conversations, and we got into his limited late model experience. He's running a Longhorn chassis in partnership with Ross Robinson, but did get some laps yesterday in advance of the racing today. He's a talented dirt racer as well, so he shouldn't have any problem getting up to speed tonight. He will be in that Mahindra-sponsored 14. If getting to Brownstown tonight is an option, you can watch the action live on Flow. Before we move on, I've got a few other lay model updates for you. First, Tyler Erb showed up to Eldora last night with a new Longhorn chassis, replacing the Rockets they've been using. The Best Performance Motorsports team has been on the Rocket squad for a long time, so the move caught some folks off guard. Herb's been fast this season, winning with the Outlaws over the weekend at Atomic and currently sitting third in the Lucas Point, so it's not like they've been struggling with the Rocket. We'll see if this chassis swap pays off for the team going forward, but last night was a tough start. Herb tore the nose off the car early in the night and had contact again in his heat race and then ended up 10th in the feature. Longhorn was definitely good last night, though, with those cars taking the top three positions in the feature. Also, we didn't see Devin Moran last night at Eldora, uh, and we won't see them at Brownstown today either. He posted to his Instagram and Facebook accounts yesterday that they hurt their car at West Virginia over the weekend in a crash, and that they were taking the piece to Longhorn here in North Carolina to get it fixed. They already ha uh, had another chassis there as well from a crash back in Bristol. The team's plan is to get the car fixed and be ready to head to Tri-City and Macon this weekend with Lucas instead of going to Bristol with the Outlaws. That will keep Moran's Lucas attendance perfect for the season, so we'll see if they try and stick it out with the series going forward. If they do uh, indeed stay, it could be a really fun season watching Moran and Shepard go head-to-head -head for that Lucas title here through the summer. In the YouTube comments on the Shepard and Rocket video from yesterday, Tyler asked about the fields coming up this weekend for the Outlaws at Bristol and what we should expect. At this moment, my race pass shows 22 pre-entries for both Outlaw series, but there isn't an actual list to look through. I'd say you're probably looking at maybe low to mid-20s for both uh, series this weekend. I do think the late models have a better chance at attracting more cars than the sprint cars do. A year ago, the sprint cars had 28 and 27, and the late models had 29 both days at Bristol. This weekend will definitely be tough, though, with Lucas up against the Outlaws, and there's lots of 410 shows on tap around the country, including regular racing in Pennsylvania and Ohio, plus the All-Stars are in action. And KCP Racing tweeted yesterday they won't be bringing Gio Selzy to the Tennessee track as he's been dealing with some shoulder issues. World Racing Group did bump the payouts for the weekend, but racing at Bristol, especially with parts and tire shortages hanging over the sport right now, is going to be a big ask. And if you're looking for other racing to check out tonight, the Short Track Super Series is in action at Delaware International Speedway. The South Region heads to the track for the eighth time in series history, and $5,000 will go to the winner. Ryan Godown leads the South Region standings after winning the opener at Port Royal back in March. Stuart Friesen is the defending race winner and has won this race actually twice in a row and three times overall in his career. He'll be up against it tonight uh, to get the win, though, as names like Matt Shepard and Mike Moresco will be there to slow him down. Hasn't been a great start to the year for Friesen in the Modified, but he did win over the weekend at Fonda, so maybe his luck is turning around. Joining the Modifieds tonight on the car are six uh, on the card are 602 Sportsman with hot laps scheduled for 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The race can be watched live uh, with a subscription to Float Racing. On the Dirt Racing Podcast front, there are plenty of new episodes to check out this week. Wing Nation had Justin Henderson and Anthony Macri. Passing Points has Sean Rahal, and there are new episodes of Open Red Credentials Denied, The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, Dirt Tracks, and Rib Racks, and The Dirt from Knoxville has their first show of the season. To see the full list of shows and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. 
And there are three shows on the streaming schedule today with all three of those happening over on Flow. They've got the Flow Night in America, Late Models from Brownstown, the Short Track Super Series from Delaware, and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.